Dakota. I turned it on. Nice. Let's see this. Bitches, almost finished off with the wrong chord. So <laughs> oh, fuck that doesn't. We need resolution. <laughs> Got to resolve that. <laughs> Man, uh, we talking about the presidential debate tonight? I've got some shit on it, but what were we talking about a minute ago? We can just open up with that. How you think that Democrats might be slavers this whole time? Wow, we're yeah. right back to controversial yeah, topics. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we make it like five minutes without it. The reason. Like, I don't know if a lot of people have read history books or not, but the Republican Party was basically founded to end slavery by suffrists. Suffrists, what's the word? Suffragettes? No, I said the word, wrong word. What's the word for someone who wants to end slavery? I don't know. I don't remember that word either, but you're I revealing. Remember. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you're revealing how dumb we are. Yeah, <laughs> right on our own podcast. I'm losing words, man. <laughs> I don't have words anymore. Anyways, and there wasn't one Democrat who voted to end slavery when they were trying to end it. And after the end of the Civil War, when it was put to bed, they were the ones who put in all the Jim Crow laws to make it so people had a hard time voting and segregation and all these things. And I'm unsure if the party has changed because their whole want to bring in like illegal immigrants that work for cheaper and all this other stuff might just be on that whole page still. They're just trying to get different slaves? Yeah, different slaves. No. I think I'm more under the um I think my my whole feeling on the whole thing is that now we don't really even we didn't even have like two parties like until Donald Trump. It was just like establishment politicians and non-establishment politicians. Like yeah. Republicans and Democrats pretty much wanted the same goddamn thing. Pretty much. Still seems appears even to this day, until Donald Trump came in, they were just like, you know what, we go to wars, we do war stuff, and uh, we want to make as much money as possible, and whoever suffers in our country because of it, who cares? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I feel like we should say maybe kind of what our politics are. I don't think we're not like Republicans because, I mean, I think we're just like anti-establishment. In general, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Republican or Democrat. I, I don't know what I, I. I vote for thorium reactors. So whoever wants to get me thorium reactors, so that power can be cheap <laughs> and we can uh, manufacture for really cheap, and people can heat their homes for really cheap, and we can desalinate water for really cheap, and we can you know farm farmland that that's unfarmable with desalinated water because we can desalinate really cheap. Whoever says that, I'm voting for that guy. Desalinate? Yeah, desalinate. Is that like the actual word? I've never heard that word before. That's like pulling the salt out of it and stuff? Yeah, that's called desalinization. All right, well, I'll take your word for it then. (laughs) Yeah, and I will vote for whoever is going to get me thorium reactors. Was it just Bernie Sanders then that's ever even... Uh, Barack Obama sort of alluded to it. You know, he was like, bullet trains, power, that's... That's really cheap. So I was thinking he was going thorium reactor direction. But then he was like, wind and solar panel, which is not very efficient. I don't care what anyone tries to tell me. Like, if he would have said geothermal, like, let's use all of Yellowstone to make power, I'd be like, I'm in. This guy's good. Yeah, well, that would be, I mean, who knows? Maybe risky. We should have found out, though. (laughs) Yeah, we certainly haven't talked about it that much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the amount of energy that is around Yellowstone, and you don't even have to use the park. So you could use all the areas around Yellowstone to generate geothermal power, and it would be endless. There would, it would never shut off, and you could generate 24-7. You won't have to bring in fuels. I mean, this is literally the Earth giving us energy you don't have to worry about meltdowns like you would in, in nuclear reactors of any kind. There's still a chance of thorium that a meltdown could happen. And we are totally pro-destroying nature, so... Yeah, I mean... I mean, it, use it... Uh, 
I've been there. <laughs> That's a dangerous place. <laughs> you know, like, you got signs up all over the place. Like, hey, you could fall in and die. And then there's, like, another sign. And, like, there was a guy who did. They even, like, listed his name on one of the signs. They're like, don't be like John Johnson who fell in. <laughs> John Johnson died here. Be aware. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you go all over Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, uh, you know, parts of of canada up there anywhere in the what they call the ring of fire there's tons of hot springs and volcanoes that you can make geothermal power with that's right and it burns 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 that's what i (laughs) it burns and it burns and what i mean to say is it burns all on its own you don't have to use any any carbon fuels you don't have to use any nuclear fuels it just gives you heat because it's so hot boiling out of the ground i think there should be like because you're like a, you know, there's only one thing that you care about. You're like a single-issue voter, right? Yeah. There should much. be single-issue candidates. Like, there should just yeah. be a guy, like, I'm just, like, I, you should just run on thorium reactors, and then when anybody asks your opinion on anything else, you should just be like, I don't care about that. <laughs> I you know? have no opinion. Like, what's your foreign policy? I was like, screw it. Continue business as usual. <laughs> yeah. You know? like, and then I'll just build thorium reactors and everything else. I'll just, you know, like we have all these bureaucrats hanging around. We'll just let them deal with the Middle East. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of people who've got more experience than me. I'll appoint them to my cabinet. My goal is to make, now I'm going to add geothermal to the list. I forgot all about it. Geothermal and, and thorium reactors. I just don't think geothermal is that effective. I mean, to a point, but I don't know that much about it. So, but You've, you've been to Yellowstone. Yeah, I've been to Yellowstone. There's something that could happen there. You've seen a lot of power, right? You've seen water shooting out the ground. I don't. I just don't know how geothermal produces electricity. Like, I know that you can use geothermal to like heat buildings and stuff, but outside of that, I don't know how you'd use geothermal to. Well, I mean, you could do it like a steam engine, right? Because the steam's coming through out of the ground all the time, and you could do it like uh, what's that? Heat displacement to run turbines. Yeah, but yeah, it's too complicated for me. I feel like I have a better understanding of nuclear energy. <laughs> well, you you basically run off geothermal the same way you're going to run off nuclear. Yeah. So you just create an immense amount of heat, and then you use that steam to run turbines. Yeah. But if you're already getting steam from the ground. Yeah. So I mean, you've told me before, but why don't you go ahead and tell Sam what are the advantages of geothermal? Or not geothermal, but thorium reactors. I'm going to tell you the advantage of thorium reactors. One, number one reason why we should use thorium reactors, if they melt down, it is not nearly as damaging as any other type of nuclear reactor. Number two, thorium is abundant. The amount of thorium that is on this earth is through the roof. You could basically go to like an area, 10 by 10, dig it up, one foot deep, 10 by 10 wide, and that's all the power you need for your entire life in thorium in that area. Yeah. So, and the number three reason is when you're finished with the thorium and you need a bit of plutonium to make the reaction work. So what happens is you take thorium and plutonium and the electrons start jumping to each other. That generates heat. Use that for your turn by. But when it's all done, they turn into lead, both of them. Very easy to store, put in the ground, or you can turn into other things. Okay, okay. Yeah. How does your dad feel about thorium reactors? Because he's like a guy, right, who would know about these things, like big time? My dad feels very positive about thorium reactors. He's on board. He's in. He wouldn't just vote for you because he's your dad. He would vote. My dad would <laughs> never vote for me because he's my dad. <laughs> my dad might not vote for me anyways because I don't have a stance on anything else. He'd be like, I like my son. He believes in thorium reactors, but he doesn't believe in all the things I believe in, so I'm not going to vote for him. <laughs> like, they, like, you know, journalists would go to his house and be like, well, what about your son? Like, you got anything to say about that? And he'd be like, no, well, I'm really biased. And he'd be like, oh, so you're just going to say good things? He'd be like, no, the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's my son. I have nothing good to say. <laughs> he'd be like, you don't care about Christian values or the Lord, and you're going to burn in hell. That's where my son's going to go. He's going to burn in hell. But the rest of you heathens, he'd get up on that journalist. He'd be mad. 
<sighs> well, I guess it is what it is. I mean, I've known I was going to burn in hell since I was like 14 years old. I've been told that, but yeah. by uncles and stuff, not by my dad. <laughs> I mean, the experiences you had with your father was a bit different than my father. Yeah, my father, sure. yeah, if you could imagine like a guy who's just like listened to hair bands his entire life, like my dad's like the coolest shit ever. The most <laughs> libertarian dude ever. Like he doesn't even give a flying fuck about politics. He's just like, do whatever you want all the time as long as you're not bothering anybody else. <laughs> yeah, don't get in my way. Yeah, especially me. <laughs> <laughs> You can do whatever you want over there. Yeah. Not here, over there. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Well, anyways, I was going to say something really dumb about my dad, and I was like, maybe we'll get super famous someday and we'll have to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, and so you're like, I heard you calling me dumb on your podcast. <laughs> you better not say that. <laughs> All right, well, how did you feel about the debate? We're going to do a debate special, and then we got busy. And now we're doing it now. No, this is the second debate special. Yeah, um, um, how did I feel about the debate? One, it went way better than the first one. I'll give it that. Do you? How do you feel about them cutting off the microphones? Uh, I did not like them cutting off the microphone because it appear, appeared they were only doing it to one guy. Yeah, plus I don't like the idea of censoring our president. Like, I say, fine, like censor Joe Biden because he's not the president. But it's just not a good look when, like, we have journalists with the power to just cut off our president. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's in a positive note, that's the power of living in what we call a republic because he is, he is our president, but also he's just a man. So people have powers. I mean, he isn't like a king or like the ruler of everything. So he still has to play to rules as a human, you know, in our eyes. Yeah, well, I feel like it was kind of a metaphor for how journalism's working right now. I, even the president, they'll just be like, we'll silence that guy if he starts saying shit that we don't like. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly there, because he was making some very strong points, and the the lady would be like, now, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, that's enough. Biden, would you like to retort with double, double the time? And I will not interrupt you in that manner. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Donald Trump would just go with it too. Yeah, I don't think they really muted him that much. Like he was just respectful, and he'd just be like, "All right, well, they're just gonna mute me anyway, so I'll just stand over here and shut up." Yeah, I oh. mean, he appeared to be in his time the whole time, and when they hit the the mute on him, what did what would you think they did twice? Did you notice twice? Yeah, I was like twice, like right when the two minutes is up, they muted him, and there was even one time where they showed some remorse and they turned him back on. They're just like, okay, that looks like ridiculous, so they just turned him on and let him finish his point. So. Yeah, that was actually I was surprised when they did that. Yeah, well, it's not a good look because I mean, really, when I think of this particular presidential election, well, I mean, as far as Republicans go, it's usually like Republicans versus the media. Yeah. Like, if people even had the slightest idea of what was going on with Joe Biden, there's no way he would get elected. Like, no way. The chance, the fact that he even has a chance of winning right now is ridiculous. I mean, speaking of Joe Biden, let's just segue just for a second if you got time. How do you feel, Colin, about the hushness about his son? And how did Joe Biden actually make money if he never owned a business? How do you feel about his wealth that he's acquired over 40 years of being a politician? Look, there's not enough bags of dicks in this world. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Like these people, the Biden family has no skills except lying. And Joe's not even good at lying anymore. He's bad at lying. So he's got literally no skills. And they've... Um, I was listening to some pundit talk and they they were saying like the biggest scandal of like the last 30 years is the fact that our politicians go into office with nothing and they leave millionaires, like multi-millionaires. Yeah, and they're saying that they're not taking any bribes, but like, okay, the last day of your election, if it's pretty clear you're going to win, someone can dump like, I don't know, 20 million into your super PAC and you didn't spend it. So then the next day, that's your money. It becomes your money. So that's not bribing, or is it? Or is it? Yeah, exactly. They have to go through Hunter Biden. I don't know how we would work it out because they would probably find a way to, like, launder money through their kids. But I really think that politicians, they get paid a fair wage. They should not be allowed to hold stocks. 
yeah. like a whole bunch of things. They should basically not be allowed to have any business ventures whatsoever outside of like what they already had. Like, yeah, if you if you didn't have it coming into office, you definitely shouldn't be able to get it yeah. while you're in. I mean, how do you feel when they're out? Are you okay with it then? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I would. I don't that. That's just it's complicated. Like I could see how someone look at Donald Trump and then just be like, well, he already had all that going in. It's like, well, I guess I get that, but. The fact that they have so that these people who do nothing and they go in as do nothing politicians and leave millionaires, it's ridiculous. Where's all this coming from? Yeah, this is a good question. Who's actually giving them money? Yeah, How are they making their wealth? Yeah, it's like I've been saying forever about like these crazy book deals. Like it's just a way to launder money. I don't even think they're making the books. Like I haven't heard anybody who's read any of like Obama's books or the Biden books or like Bernie. I was probably the only person to like listen to the audiobook version of like Bernie Sanders book. <coughs> you don't run into people who've ever read these books and I've, yet they're like huge, like gold selling this, that, and the next thing. I've never read a single politician's book. You actually listen to Bernie Sanders book. Yeah. I listened to Bernie Sanders book. What did you find out? Like, what was the key points? Is there anything you actually remember from that tale? No, calm down when I say this, Sam, but look, Bernie Sanders, he's a fairly solid guy. Whoa. <laughs> Why would you say that? He and Donald Trump have the, almost the exact same foreign policy. Really? Yeah. Like Donald Trump's even said it before. He's just like Bernie Sanders and I actually agree on like a lot of things. Like there are like the whole socialism thing, which I know is probably a pretty big thing. I don't agree with that, but like their idea, like Bernie Sanders has talked about like how all of our jobs get just exported to China. Oh yeah. Like he makes a big thing about that. Well, that's the thing about socialism is that if you're going to have like a socialist communist society, like you can't just let people in and you can't let the jobs go. You cannot. And he, you know, if that's his opinion on it, maybe I think high, more highly of uh, of Bernie Sanders. Well, that's kind of the first thing that they have to do in communist countries is they have to build walls. And the sad part is, is it usually ends up corrupt. But in the beginning, when everyone's you know doing honorable work and you're actually giving people money, you build the walls to keep people out because you're giving away free shit. Oh, yeah. And then after it's totally corrupt and there's nothing left and all the money has been embezzled, you have to have those same walls to keep people from leaving. I mean, and you make a very strong point. I mean, look at Russia. Russia had more resources than any country on the planet. I mean, if you don't know, the, if you don't understand the size of Russia, it is twice the size of Canada. And it used to be bigger before it all fell apart. So they had tons of resources and they could not allocate them fairly. There was an oligarchy who became really wealthy because of the corruption, and then there was everybody else. Yeah, so, yeah, Bernie Sanders, I really like his foreign policy, but everything else, you know, we'll send him half a bag of dicks. <laughs> now, why, if Bernie Sanders came in, would you have been positive about his foreign thoughts? Would you have been like, okay, we got a guy who at least cares about the American people? Look, I, you know how they have experiments where, like, you know, like the like everybody in the classroom guesses how many gumballs are in the jar. Yeah. That's kind of how like democracy is supposed to work. Like even if I don't like Bernie Sanders, like if enough people voted and it was like a legitimate election, like then I guess we just need to experience Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and I was with you. If he won the presidency, that's that's the guy. Yeah, that's that's kind of feel like it's like fate. If enough people earnestly are somewhat informed and they're all voting like then you could say that like barack obama needed to happen and then donald trump needed to happen yeah correct yeah they are our presidents it is a democracy so here's a quick question hillary clinton versus bernie sanders who would you vote for probably bernie sanders hillary clinton is just there to well maybe because you look at it one way hillary clinton what she's gonna what's she gonna do I mean, other than exonerate herself. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton is just going to, you know, make her and her friends super rich. If they do that and then just don't fuck with too many things, that'd be all right. Like, if you had four years of just them, like, stealing money, it's like, okay, so the Clintons made their $100 million, you know, more dollars, <laughs> and now they're out of office. But at least they didn't touch anything, really, you know? Yeah, at least everything else stayed the same. Yeah, but... 
Bernie Sanders, he would totally try to implement socialism. He's a one thing that's positive about Bernie Sanders is like he's like a true believer. He's not Hillary Clinton who's just gonna say what she has to say to get into power so she can become corrupt. Like Bernie Sanders actually believes what he says. Yeah, and he means to do it. Yeah, he's the real McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> He'll go all the way for it. Yeah. Yeah, you make a strong argument there on his uh, conviction. Is that the word? Yeah, he has conviction. He has a real conviction. Yeah. yeah, good for that man. Uh, very unfortunate, I would have to say personally, for the Democratic Party that they chose Joe Biden to represent them. I don't know how, of that whole pool of candidates, that they ended up with Joe Biden. I cannot figure it out. They were really shitty candidates, though. Like, there were some people who were just horrible. Like, recall. Beto O'Rourke, that guy was just a dumpster fire candidate. Like, you just imagine, like, they're having their, like, well, the 20 person freaking debate. Like, they're just be like, there's Beto O'Rourke out on the side. He's literally a burning dumpster. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, every time he loses something, he just goes out into the desert and starts eating dirt. <laughs> Salmon Desert, losing. Desert of Texas, eating dirt. Eating Beto. Yeah, yeah. well. In case you didn't actually hear uh, Sam or guitar playing Brandon, he actually did that. Like, he, what was it? He, like, lost a primary or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah. He actually just, like, was like, you know how I coped? I just drove around for, like, five days, and then I was out in the middle of nowhere, and I just pulled over, and I was just eating dirt. And it's like, <laughs> that's where I was, like, with a mouthful of dirt, and, you know, whatever thought came to his head that was, you know. Yeah, I wonder what possesses someone to eat dirt. Just is that like for humility reasons? Like he needs to humble himself to show that he's so low that he will is willing to eat dirt. There's a like a vitamin deficiency that you can get that makes you like want to eat dirt. I don't know what vitamin it is, oh, but really? I've heard of it. Yeah, so, you'll be like super low on some vitamin, and it's like found in dirt, and then you'll just be craving dirt. And you'll just eat yourself some dirt. Like, if you're low on iron or, like, magnesium or something, you're just going to be like, yeah. I'm eating dirt out here. If I remember right, but just think, like, you could, like, it's winter now. If you had that vitamin deficiency, you'd be screwed. Where yeah. are you going to get dirt? Where are you going to get fresh <laughs> dirt out here? You're just out in people's garden beds just digging up. But we digress. Yeah, you'd, like, be out there with, like, a big old, like, weed burner torch, like, getting a spot on froze so you can get some dirt. Get some dirt in me. Who knows? Maybe it's good for you, Beto O'Rourke. Maybe he's a, maybe I he's mean, a winner. He seems pretty healthy. He can still skateboard and stuff. So yep. maybe there's something about eating dirt. Yeah. So they release the fl- the fly, and then the debate starts. Right? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they release the fly. The debate starts. The vacuum just set in the stage. The the <laughs> the vacuum <laughs> was like. Went from like a a one up to like a five because they kind of you could clearly see the vacuum lines this time around. They like they started at the edge because the carpet's kind of like a half circle, so they just started at all the edges and they vacuumed into the center point. Do you think the person vacuuming this time was trying to outdo the previous person who oh, vacuumed that carpet? I didn't even cool design. I didn't even think that possibly it's a second vacuumer, like it's yeah. somebody new who <laughs> saw the previous debate and was like. Like, I got some fine lines on that carpet, but I'm about to show you what is up. Yeah, he definitely was adequate. <laughs> adequate vacuum. Some good kung fu among those vacuum guys out there. Oh, man. There was a couple of, like, really horrible gaffes for Donald Trump, too. Like, the dark audience thing. Do you Ooh, remember that? That was bad. When he was like, I love dark black people. I love people of color. Look out in this audience. Well, I can't really see him out there right now because it's so dark. But I love those people out yeah, there. Yeah, it's really dark on that audience. And that was right after he was going on about how he may or may not be better than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> like, like, who's better? The guy that freed the slaves or Donald Trump? I've done more for <coughs> the African Americans than any other president outside of maybe Lincoln, but maybe just as good. Maybe Lincoln. He, and what was he saying? Oh, yeah, he was saying that he might be, that he is definitely the least racist person in the room. And then he was looking around and he said, yeah, the audience is kind of dark like because the lights are turned down low. Yep. Oh, man, it was so funny. I was, <sighs> what I'm kind of bummed out about, well, maybe I'm just living in a bubble, but I didn't see anybody blow that up into like, you yeah. know. 
Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't hear about it. it. Wasn't even a quote on NPR in the morning, and you know how NPR loves quote quoting that stuff. No, well, neither one of us listen to NPR anymore because I, you suck. Okay. I still listen to NPR every morning, and then I get pissed that I listen to it every morning because it used to be good. You it should used, be ashamed. I should. <laughs> it, they used to tell real stories. They used to report. Okay, we don't really pay know. for it anymore. Yeah, we stopped paying for NPR. It's yeah, done. I still have the sweatshirt. And let me tell you, that sweatshirt, it's like paper thin. I have thicker t-shirts. <laughs> like, you know what? Like, if you're going to give people gifts, you know, for like donating to your thing, they should probably not be junk. Like, yeah. hey, if you're ever a business owner, Sam... Don't buy pens with your company logo on them. That fucking suck. Because yeah. all that does is like, oh, this is a shit pen. I never even got to write with it one time. Thanks a lot. Like Sam, whatever, Construction Incorporated, LLC, Barco. Throw that in the trash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're giving out company pens, you get a pen that's going to last them for like a year. You buy really nice fucking pens. And then you just you give them out sparingly. Perhaps. I don't know. It's your marketing campaign. You decide how much you money give you it to spend. people that you know interact with a lot of other people. Okay. And make it nice enough that they want to keep it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the way to go. Yeah, you'd like hand them the pen to like sign for whatever they're signing for, and then they're signing away and they're just like, God, this is a beautiful pen. I would give my left nut for this. And you'd be like, yeah. You don't even have to. Here you go, bro. I got another one. <laughs> Boom. Like you hand that to someone like uh Van Ashy who's just all man about town, he's letting everyone know. You know what I mean? He's got a solid rich guy name, David. Yeah, that's a solid rich guy name. You could trust a David, I think. Are there Davids out there? Never mind. I digress. Anyways Wait, uh, wait, wait on topic. What are the top five Rich guy names. I don't have it pulled up anymore. Richard, William. I guess uh, people are starting to... Sterling? No, that's uh, the list that I looked up. That was like... Oh, I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't rich. It was something else. Oh, it wasn't. It was like somebody who's like wants to appear... It doesn't matter. Anyways, you name your kids after people that were successful of like your generation. So like people started naming their kids Elon. Oh, I see. So Elon's a big name now? Elon's a huge name right now for people who are trying to name their kids after successful people. Yeah, so then they have to live up to that name? That's pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, and then there was the low IQ Mexican criminals thing, which was oh. also another beautiful gap. Well, if you didn't first say, I shouldn't say this, I really shouldn't say this, and then say it anyways. Why like, did he say it? I think it was fine that he said it. I mean, it's a good point because he said that. So you come over here illegally, you get busted, and then we set you up a court date, and then you go to those court dates. Well, a lot of these guys don't show up. Well, and I guess statistically what it is is they'll go to the first court date because the first one they're just kind of like doing clerical stuff, and then they set up the second one. But it's like the 1% only show up to the second one, the second court date, and Donald Trump said. Only the low IQ people go to the second court date, which is true. I mean, I was listening to uh, NPR on the drive-in, and they did blast that particular part. They said 83% show up to the first court date, and then it's diminishing returns after that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like you come here, you commit a crime or whatever, like they're setting up court dates, and you're just not going to show up. Why in the hell would you? Yeah, I mean, you came here to work. Go get that job. You don't got time for courting around. Yeah, I'm here to work on it under the table for yeah. like pennies on the dollar, but that's fine. I don't pay taxes. Exactly. Anyway. Like, you know, <laughs> if, if I'm making $10 an hour, but it's a straight $10 an hour, you know, and you only need $50 to live a day, you're really going to save quick. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. And then Joe Biden on fracking he's oh. got to be the biggest idiot i don't know why he said that out loud first he says i do not intend to shut down fracking it's just on federal land that i'm going to shut it down and then donald trump was like come on i think you're lying and then he comes back with i'm going to have it shut down in five years it's one of our biggest industries in this country why would you say well that? he said the whole oil industry so well first what happened was joe biden when he was campaigning to win the nomination he was telling everybody because he had to get like the far left excited so he's telling everybody all around the country he's gonna ban like fracking completely and then he's on this debate and donald trump says you said you'd ban fracking and joe biden 
It just stands there and he says, I never said that. And Donald Trump says, well, you said it on tape. And Joe Biden says, well, then put it on your website. And then Donald Trump just looks right into the camera, Joe Biden style, and just says, <laughs> hey, campaign, put it on my website. It was, I, I heard that he actually had it on his website before the debate was even over. Wow. He's got a great group of guys working for him. No, well, he... I don't hang around on Donald Trump's website, but I've heard that they have already used that clip. Oh, yeah. So, like, all they did was just, like, pull it back out and then just slap it right back there on the front page. It's like, what do you expect, man? And then he retorted by saying, I did say that, but it was under this matter. And then he retorted by saying, I will have a shutdown in five years. Yeah, because, you know, fossil fuels pollutes. I mean, get a spine. If you feel that you want to shut down fracking... Say it. Let the people know what you're actually standing for, man. Like, Donald Trump has, has ushered in a new style of politics. You can't just be flip-flopping constantly anymore. No one's going to have faith in you. Yeah, well, look, energy consumption is, <clears throat> excuse me, is a cultural thing. Yeah. Like, how do you get people to use less energy? Well, you get people to enjoy the communities that they're living in and tell them you should work in the town that you live instead of just like living in the smaller community and commuting to the bigger town. Like if you enjoy the town that you live in, you'll help create jobs. You will work those jobs and then you won't have to drive 50 miles one way every single day for work. It's correct. You drive whatever you want. You can drive an old crappy pickup like mine that gets like literally like zero it gets gallons to you know <laughs> to mile. Get <laughs> two gallons to the mile in this hog. Or you can drive, you know, a vehicle that gets you 30 and you never fill up. Yeah, and, and on top of that, like, you could just, it's totally cultural. You could just tell people, like, hey, you know, it's the American thing to just conserve electricity. Like, we're sitting out here in the garage. I bet there's, like, fucking 12 light bulbs on in the house right now. <laughs> oh, just, I can't Just it. humming away. Why? Because, like, we haven't been culturally convinced that it fucking matters. Yeah, I'm not sure if it does. Same especially. thing with showering. Like, I could just get in, get the water warm. And then get wet, like lather up, and then rinse off and get out of the shower. But no, I fucking stand in that bitch for like, I stand in the shower until we're out of hot water. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other way to take a shower? I thought you stayed there until the hot water goes away. I thought that was the rules of showers. But back to the thorium thing, if we had thorium reactors, no one would think of that for sure. And we already don't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. And on top of that, back to the community thing, could you imagine... If we had friends, how many dudes in this town are just sitting in their garages right now? If they had knew their neighbors and had friends, we could have twice as many dudes in here. That means two more garages that are not being used and heated at this very moment. Exactly. Get exactly. Friends. <laughs> Get friends, make friends. Know your neighbors. <laughs> know your neighbors. <laughs> I bet you there's a lot of dudes in the town we're in right now. We're sitting alone that wish they had a garage to sit in with somebody else. Go find that person. Sit in that garage. That's true. Well, it's too bad that nobody is, uh, I don't know, like us. I don't want to say that like we're like special or anything, but like usually we'd like bring a guy out here to the spool and their opinions on things. They're so fucking ridiculous. Nobody <laughs> wants to listen. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get more of those guys out to the spool, though, because I think there could be some real epic battles like you and I aren't very. What is the word? Decisive towards one another. You know, we need to get full Alex Jones out. Yeah. Here. Well, we're not saying that about you, guitar playing Brandon. We'll have you on. Yeah. Even if we disagree with you. Yeah, about nature. Yeah, we've already committed to the fact that we absolutely hate nature under all circumstances. Like, I, I came out <laughs> here to the oil field to work in the oil field because I hate nature. Do you imagine if we were, like, <laughs> like actually 100% on board with that and actually, like, made a name for ourselves? Like, pictures of us hiking could destroy our career. <laughs> <laughs> were you out in nature? <laughs> This picture of us at Yellowstone. I can't believe you were at Yellowstone. I was surveying it to see where a good place to put a geothermal reactor's at, all right? <laughs> I was just out there imagining ruining it. All right, all right. You're, you're providing too much opposition research for Brandon when it comes out. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, and there's this QAnon thing. I don't know what the obsession with QAnon is with Donald Trump, 
not Donald Trump's obsession with QAnon, but everybody obsessed with apparently thinking that Donald Trump is like who QAnon wants him to be and all this shit. Donald Trump doesn't even know who QAnon is. Most people don't know. I'm going to be honest. Standing right here across from you, and by that I mean sitting on your couch, who is QAnon? Tell us the people who this guy is. It's basically like, I don't want to say Trump apologists. They basically think he's God. What? Like, these, there are these people who think that, like, everything that Donald Trump does is 4D chess. Wow. That's where the idea of 4D chess came from, was, like, QAnon guys. They think that, like, every one of Donald Trump's mistakes is intentional. So, like, let's say, you know, Donald Trump puts out text messages that are, like, have bad spelling in it and stuff. He does that on purpose because then the media point out all the bad spelling and they, like, freak out over how he's a bad president who, like, put I before E or whatever yeah. in whatever word. And they say, well, that's a 4D move. He wanted to point out how petty the press is. I see what you're saying. I because you're saying. it's almost amazing sometimes. You'll watch Donald Trump. You think he's making a huge mistake. And then it works out in his favor. And then you're just like, maybe these guys are onto something. Yeah, maybe he's making a fair point here. And then it's bigger than that. They say that he's like, the whole world's basically run by pedophiles. I see. And Donald Trump became pre president to try and stop all these pedophiles from, you know, Doing what pedophiles do, pedophiling so around. Is it is the end of Donald Trump's presidency going to come together in an epic battle between the elite that want that and the elite that doesn't? I mean, I don't know. They they're saying that like like some of the terms that they use because I pay attention to QAnon because it's fun is like crimes against humanity. You know, okay. And they're just like, when's he gonna bring up crimes against humanity? And they're like, well, it's not time, but we're almost there. Yeah, that would be really interesting if that was the end of his presidency, where he's just a wholesale and arresting people. Well, is that why so many celebrities are banning this country because they think he's going to do it? Yeah, I've, apparently they have already like arrested a bunch of pedophiles, like a a boatload. Like Donald Trump's presidency, like he has like arrest had so many pedophiles arrested, it's ridiculous. Like, wow, but you never hear about that. He's going wholesale. Yeah, he's them. busting all these pedophile rings and stuff. But the, their thing is they think it goes all the way to the top, which I personally wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, I mean, that is a very strange way to live your life. But when you're getting hunted down by a president, time to think to hang up the gloves, you know, like get out of the business, like run away yeah. to Greece. Yeah, to Greece. <laughs> Tom Hanks, we know who you are. <laughs> like, why do innocent men run away, Mr. Hanks? Hmm? No, they shouldn't, obviously. Yeah, seriously. But, yeah, yeah that's the whole idea. It's going to end with Donald Trump arresting all these super high-level guys who are pedophiles and the whole thing. Wow. That is a, one of the coolest conspiracy theories I've ever heard. Yeah, so my retort to that, which Donald Trump had said something similar, is like, well, what's wrong with these guys thinking that, even if it's wrong? Yeah. Like, what's wrong what's that. wrong with people thinking that the president is a better person than he probably actually is? Nothing. It's like, what, what's the damage in that? There's, yeah. there's not. There's not any damage in that. So, wait, people are angry at these guys? No, like, they brought him up. They bring him up all the time to Donald Trump. They're like, what about all the QAnon people? And then one time he said, I don't know anything about that. And... The reporter said, well, they think that you're, like, going up against all these pedophiles. And he's like, well, I don't like pedophiles, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, guess we're on the same side. <laughs> what's wrong with having hope in somebody saving children's lives? Like, what's, what's wrong with hoping that a man's going to push to make a difference for the youngest of our society? Yeah, people need something to hold on to, especially in these dark times that we're living in right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. People are sitting at home, and they've got, you know, they're losing everything, and they're just like, okay, well, you know, in another, like, six months, Donald Trump's going to start arresting all these bad people, and everything's going to start going back to normal. Like, why try and destroy that hope in people, even yeah. if it is fucking ludicrous? Even if it's false. Like, sometimes false belief is important. You know, like believing that the world could be better might make people do better. Yeah, why not try? <laughs> yeah, you like know? fake it till you make it. Yeah, you like know? if you think that your president is like fighting, you know, these giant pedophile rings, like maybe you're going to be inspired to do something better in your life. Yeah, do the small things. Maybe care about your neighbors. Yeah, take shorter showers, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, turn the light off. <laughs> Maybe you'll, you know, not have three freezers running at all times. Not in this house. We're <laughs> going to get another one. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, I work in the oil business. It's Riley thing to do, I have to say. Yeah, what time are we at? Let me look. Let me stand up. Okay. Are we doing? I got the I got the 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 whole recorder thing. It's like sitting on a toolbox now, so it's like not even in front of me anymore. I kind of had this idea like, oh, I'm just going to like, maybe I'll stand up while I'm podcasting. <laughs> nah, no, I'm, don't do that. Didn't even try. <laughs> Why would you? You know, you got this so much comfortable spool to hang out around. There's yeah. no reason not to. So, so wait, where wait, we at? Do you want to talk about something that's relevant or not? Yeah, go ahead. No, I didn't want to. I was wondering if you did because then oh. you could go first. Oh, I don't want to talk about anything that's relevant. Oh, I want to talk about Lord of the Rings. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the greatest trilogy of our time, Lord of the Rings. No, trilogy. That's three, buddy. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is the greatest. I know they came back with The Hobbit and like cut it into three movies and stuff, but it just didn't have what Lord of the Rings had. You know? I don't like going backwards because then like everything's smaller. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because big. like, yeah, it can't be like yeah. because like Lord of the Rings, like the whole world is like you know giant, you know the thing. It's huge, action packed, there's battles all over the place. So if you go back in time, like obviously like it has to be smaller. Like the events in the movies when you go back to like you know the beginning can't be that big because what did Gandalf say that you know the the war of their the battle of their lifetime was about to begin in the third Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, the battle of their the life of of all their men. generation yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So obviously, if you go back to origins, uh, you can't have a bigger battle than that, or else you it's just going to undo what Gandalf had to say. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But I would um, I'm going to talk about the Lord of the Rings movies right now. The best character in Lord of the Rings, on my opinion, is Samwise Gamgee. Because is he the best, or is that just the one that you relate to the most? He is the most morally pure out of all of them. He is not tempted even in the slightest by that ring. Not even in the slightest? Like, there, was, there wasn't even a little bit? Not. I feel throughout the whole series he did not wane from his conviction of getting that ring, helping Frodo get that ring into that volcano. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I mean... In fact, I might have modeled myself after Samwise Gamgee for a time in my life because he was so cool. Wow, that's pretty bold. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I even had a nickname that was given to me when I went to machining school, and it was called Tanwise Manji. You know? Wow. And it wasn't even given to me. I didn't make that up myself. A guy named Skip made that up. I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> I mean, it's my story. There's no way to collaborate this. Unless you get hold of that guy on my Facebook and ask him, do you know a man by the name of Tanwise Manji? And he'll be like, that's a name I haven't heard oh, in a fuck, long son. time. So yeah. is there anything else? Like he just wasn't beholden to the ring at all? I felt like he wasn't the whole time. Do you think he could be corrupted by the ring if he was given the ring? I don't think he could have been. You don't think so? Yeah, because I think he didn't want the things that other men wanted in that world. Oh, well, that's too bad, because then why did Frodo carry the ring? Uh, that's a good question. Exactly. They could have just gave it to the other hobbit, and everything would have been fine. Uh, maybe it was because his, uh, his uncle gave it to him. Because it was technically his ring, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as they say, you know, the hobbits have to carry the ring, right? Because mm -hmm. they're the weakest in the no series. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. Maybe Frodo was the weakest of the hobbits, and that's why. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Frodo was the weakest of the hobbits, so he would last the longest yeah, with the so, burden. Yeah. So even if Frodo was corrupted, it would be even less because then you know. Yeah. Even other hobbits could get that ring off him. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that ring, Frodo. You fucking up. <laughs> I mean. That's pretty much what's going on towards the end, you know? Samwise just carries him in there. So, yeah, he could easily toss him and be like, give me that ring back, kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was the... You said the second movie is the best one? Oh, the second movie is the best one by far. But why? The reason why is because they... It struck me emotionally in a way that none of the other movies struck me. And because when they went to Helm's Deep, and they're all there, all the humans are waiting to die... And the orcs show up. Like, the orcs are coming. Death is on his way. You know what I liked about that scene? Because I just watched it out here yesterday. Was they show up there. And then, like, 
a bunch of people, like allies, just start showing up to fight with them. Yeah. Like some a- allies didn't even like. Was it the elves that? Showed yeah, up? that's what I'm saying. They said they didn't even have an allegiance for like ever. And yeah. They're just like, yeah, we're just gonna have you call in that favor from like a hundred, you know, years ago or whatever. No, that was a thousand year old favor. This is why that scene is badass and the most moving. A thousand year old favor, like a oath they made one thousand years ago. When they could run away. The thing is, the elves could leave. They could leave Middle-earth and continue living their lives and not be affected by it. But rather than leaving, they showed up to die and think, these men are immortal. The only way they die is if they get killed. And they showed up anyways. That is heart-wrenching. That is that is pure cinematic gold right there. And I loved it. Brought tears right to your eyes. Right to my eyes. I probably <laughs> teared up watching that scene the first two or three times well, I saw tears it. Tears coming out of me. All I over. Just, I was just like, this is the greatest. And this is what I want people to be. I want people to look past themselves and their own mortality and be willing to sacrifice on behalf of others. Because that is the only thing that makes human beings human beings. That is that is what makes us human. Is that quality well that's how i feel about it too bad (laughs) are you saying that quality's leaving us (laughs) that ain't gonna happen (laughs) what happens when the quality that lets us sacrifice on behalf of others quits being a quality that we have what will happen to humanity well we might be witnessing it (laughs) (laughs) that would be unfortunate yeah We'll we'll find out. I mean, yeah, it's some uh, pretty uncertain times out there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's It'd be a good scary. time to be trying to sell gold. <laughs> yes, it would be a good time to sell gold. Great I, time to sell gold. I, I wish I would have bought gold five years ago. I'd been a gold salesman making money on top of money selling gold right now. Bricks on bricks, stacks on stacks. You know. But, anyways, what else did you think about the debate? That was pretty good. I yeah. liked it. I thought, well, it was like we were talking earlier. Your boy Tim Pool brought up that like the search term. But people were searching for how to change their votes after they saw the debate because everybody, of course, voted way early. I don't know why you do that. And it's not surprising. Like, you know, thanks to our wonderful uh, news media out there who refused to talk about Joe Biden and his corrupt ass family. Nobody knew about it until Donald Trump was able to bring it up in the second debate. Or, yeah, second debate. And it was, uh, it's not good. People have the right to know who they're fucking voting for. Yeah, and on top of that, he brought up the fact that he was going to destroy the economy of several states. Several states or economies are going to be destroyed underneath his presidency. People are going to be wanting to change that vote real quick. Uh, yeah, you were in like, uh, I don't know, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, Texas. I don't know, a whole bunch Oklahoma, of the country. New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. And if he's shutting down fracking, what other things is going to shut down? Because mining had just started going again in Montana. And in Pennsylvania and stuff, like, how many industries are going to be done underneath him? And it's not like we have a lot of industries to give up anymore. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, he almost inspired me to go vote for Donald Trump. And I'm a one, I'm a one issue voter. And I almost was like, I need to go vote. It's not time for Thorium. We have to set, (laughs) we have to set the table for Thorium to be a possibility. (laughs) (laughs) There's just, I mean... If we didn't have so many issues going on at one time, like I'm sure that's probably why you have you don't never hear about thorium is because there's just so much other pressing shit going on at the yes, same time. So many other things going it's ridiculous on. what's going on right now. You know, me and Tesla, and I don't mean the guy who owns the company, I mean actual Tesla, have something in common. I believe that if power becomes incredibly cheap for people, that greatness will start coming out of this country again. Because when the Industrial Revolution, we became coal-fired power plants and started moving around after electricity started going to people's houses inventions went through the roof and now a lot of people don't invent because power is so expensive but you can now manufacture things for way cheap if power is nothing that's true you know a 3d printer takes a lot of power to run but if power is nothing does that matter yeah it's just difficult because life is just so so good yeah this is true. You know, even if you're poor, it's life is still good, you know? Yeah. Like, even, like, the poorest in society have, like, AC and heat and, and, a, and a car and a smartphone and internet. and Yeah, and Netflix. 
Yeah. Like, you can waste months of your life on that one streaming service. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Like, life has gotten so good. It's like, what problems really need to be solved? I don't know. Yeah. Not like, I mean, there are probably problems that need to be solved, but they're just not as apparent, you know? Yeah, they they don't stick out like they once did when people were making the the inventions that made the life that we have now. Like, the washing machine, refrigerators. All this stuff, that was because this problem was apparent when they were inventing it. Yeah, now we got all that shit. Yeah. Like, what problems do we really have? Yeah, I can't complain, honestly. I mean, I imagine there's like 30 million people who just lost their unemployment who are like, I got a lot of problems. But up until then, it was pretty good. You know? Yeah, maybe we should be more imperialist. Are you saying we should start taking over countries again? We should start solving other people's problems. Sorry, <laughs> but if you live in another country and you have some problems, don't worry, we'll be there. I mean, we already come to solve problems. We're gonna solve them better. If they want, if they want us there, if, if they, they want us there, if they say America, come solve. Yeah, our like problems. if there's like third world countries or whatever, and their people are just like on the internet, like texting us, like hashtag America, like our. You know, our country's super corrupt and, like, we could use some help. We'd be like, all right, we'll go over there with a bunch of AC units and furnaces and destroy their government. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hook them up. (laughs) Put in power plants, run some pipes. Yeah, here's a thorium reactor. Here's some shit. You know, here's some guns and just make sure nobody gets into your country. Yeah, nobody take – don't let anyone take this reactor from you because you need it. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I see what you're saying. Yeah, we could help solve some problems. Yeah, I think we should spread thorium reactors to the world. Thank you, Colin. This is a great idea. I'm on board with that. You're welcome, yeah. But uh, only if they want us there. If you don't want us in your country, we won't come there. Yeah, At least not if Tanner's president. Yeah, I would not come there if I was if I was president. If you don't want me there, I'm not going to be there. and I'll bring everyone home. Yeah, you know what we should do to solve problems? Like, we're just going to pull out of Iraq. Yeah. And Afghanistan. And you know what we should do? We should just airdrop, like, thousands of AC units and just be like, <laughs> how are they going to hate us after that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a power plant. It runs off oil. You have a lot of it. You plug into that, yeah, we'll and just, boom. We'll build them a thorium reactor, and we'll just drop off a bunch of AC units, yeah. and we'll just be like, all right, you guys got it. You guys got it from here. Do what you're going to do. <laughs> You know, you really care about the planet. That's something I like about you, Colin. Yep. I'm a nice guy. (laughs) And humble, too. And humble. (laughs) Well, should we play it out? I guess. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out, everybody.